Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the Senior Pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. How are you this morning? I'm going to take my glasses off. I won't be able to see you, okay? (laughs) But keep smiling with me. Isn't God good? Today is a very special day. And today is called Mother's Day. First of all, let's give a round of applause for the ladies for everything they have done. want to tell even the ones online happy mother's day let's say together happy mother's day Day. who woke up to breakfast this morning (laughs) which mom made breakfast for you this morning no mom make breakfast be honest (laughs) okay everyone is just looking at me you know when God created woman it was very special indeed wasn't it but before he created woman he created man so mothers I am going to go through a pathway of the beginning the genesis of why we celebrate Mother's Day so If anyone knows the story about Mother's Day, how do you think it came about? If you don't know, I'll I'll give you just a little clue of what it is. There was a lady, and her name was Anna Jarvis. Anna Jarvis is from the United States. Um, Her mother used to be uh, she was a church lady and she used to do a lot of um, voluntary work helping women to learn about um, how to take care of their kids back then it was the war and um, they, she used to teach them how to cook and clean and everything however Anna's mom passed away and Anna wanted to give a tribute to her so she decided to um, have a service. It was a church service. And that church service was in 1908. I'm just going to read a little here for you, just a little glimpse so you can understand what, why we celebrate Mother's Day today. Okay? It has some, nev- it has some positives. And it also has some negatives. I would like you to take the positive and learn from the negative. Okay, so I'm not going to read the whole history. You can look it up on your free time. Her name is Anna Jarvis. So this young lady, her mom is gone. She no longer has her mom. And she was grieving deep inside. So she decided on that day that she's actually going to hold this um, memorial service for her mom with Thanksgiving. So later on to that, her um, 
everyone, like in the USA, which it was um, in Maryland, I think. Let's see where it is. Um, a Mother Day event in her church down in Grafton, West Virginia. And as well as she used to do it in a store in Philadelphia, where she lived at the time, Jarvis then began to write letters to the newspaper to, um, to push the adoption of Mother's Day as an official holiday. But in 1912, many other churches, towns, states were holding Mother's Day celebration because when something is good, people catch on, yeah? It was all about celebrating and in church. It wasn't about the flowers. It wasn't about the gifts. It wasn't about that one day where you didn't see your mom for a long time and you decided you're gonna show up at her door and buy her the most expensive gift and think that's okay. So it, commercially, it started to begin like that. So Anna became very upset. She was very annoyed with the commercial ways she was annoyed also with how people had taken the one thing that she valued most, which is, was her death of her mom, which she wanted to celebrate. However, she pushed for the day, like it was on May the 2nd. So she pushed for that and it actually came. And today we're celebrating Mother's Day, the negative. Because Anna realized and she saw what was happening to the day Mother's Day, where it was now diluted, diluted, and not having the essence of what it really means. She went against it and she wanted it to be banished. She didn't want it anymore. The reason why is because the essence of caring for your mother was not there anymore. However, today, as you can see, we are celebrating Mother's Day. She couldn't stop it because churches then started to actually take that day so mother churches can actually celebrate together. Do you get that? Let's give her a round of applause. Anna ended up never having children. She never did. But today, let's celebrate the way she actually wanted it. She wanted us to take care of our moms. She wanted us to love our mothers. She wanted us to make sure that it's not just in death that we, we talk about our moms. Tell your mom how much you love her because um, it's a very sad thing when you go to funerals and you see everyone stand up there and they read, what do you call it? The eulogy, thank you, son. You, you call it the eulogy. And they're out there and you're reading this eulogy. And sometimes I have a quirky sense of humor. Sometimes I'm thinking, if that dead person get up and just slap them. Because sometimes people go and they just gurgitate stuff, not from the heart but they just gurgitate from their lips, yes? But today, we're not gonna do that. I told you, I'm going to take it a little bit slow, but I'm really gonna get there to the point I wanna go to also. 
So that was about Anna. That's the earthly side. Let's get into the biblical side. So I want to talk about the Genesis. Yeah? And that's the beginning. The beginning of why God created man and created woman and you became mothers. So let's, let's head. And my title today, by the way, is All Work in Progress. It has, it has a meaning. All work in progress. Are you completed? I'm not completed. Man, sometimes I have a potty mouth and God has to fix me. I told you I'm going to be honest because when I go on the, when you come and you watch me and I'm dead, I want you to tell the truth about me because I said to my husband, I take this being up here very serious because you have to be accountable for everything that you say out of your mouth in front of people. So guess what? I'm still work in progress. Now, I'm going to talk this morning about two, actually three ladies, yeah, in the Bible. One is Eve. I know we always have to start with Eve. We always blame Eve. And then I'm going to talk about Elizabeth. Is there any Elizabeths in the house? And then I'm going to talk about Mary. But before I talked about um, Elizabeth and Mary, I'll talk about Eve first. I'll give you a little background on Eve. She was created by God, but for a purpose. When, we, when God created man in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 7 to 8. He had all the blueprints ready for him already. Before that, he had created everything. And then he looked and he saw that it was good. And then he said, there's something missing. And it was something of his image. It was something that need to move and, and take care of the land that he has put here. It's always that plan. In Genesis 2, 7, it says, Then God formed man from the dust and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life. So he has life. And the man became a living being. That's a complete body and spirit. God made it. He made man. In spite of what the world wants to tell us today. He's made man. Let's say it together. He made man in his image, not yours, not your puppy, not your grandma, his image. So we are all blueprints before from the image of something that is real. There's something that is powerful. And doing that, this man was obviously, he didn't have a name yet. His name was just man. God saw that man was alone without companionship. <laughs> Do you guys feel alone? Do you need companionship? God got someone for you. Don't worry. God saw that man was alone without companionship. Well, 
the right kind of companionship. Not any kind of companionship, the right one. Mothers, I know it's Mother's Day, but I want to get you to the Genesis part of it. So you will see there's an image behind me. Ladies, you can see it in front of you. The world sees this image, and what do you see? The fall, the fall of man. For you to get to the fall, there have to be something that is happening. Remember, God always gives us instructions. He always tells us, don't touch. This is all I need you to do. Don't go, don't do, don't do. But for some reason, even as a child, if our parents tell us, don't do, don't do, don't do, we do, do, do. Your parents grow up and you hear them say, the stove is hot, don't touch. Don't touch, ow. They look at you and they think and they ease their fingers and then you say, don't touch. And they look at you. Today we grow up and God is telling us, don't touch. And we're looking at him and we're touching. That's what happened to Eve. God told Eve, well, actually, he told Adam. He told Adam, do not. He gave instructions to Adam. When God created from the Genesis, he didn't do it fluke. He didn't do it like, oh, let me see. I'm just going to toss this in. He did it with an authority. He gave Adam the authority of the earth. He gave him the message of what needs to be done. Well, then God saw his son on the earth. And then he, he saw, you know what? It's not good for man to be alone. You can find that in Genesis 2 verses 18 and he decided to make a woman but she was made with purpose she wasn't just made to just pick that fruit she was made with purpose her purpose what is it God made him a companion the right companion. And God found that he was alone and gave him woman. That woman was made to be a helper. Let's say it together. Helper. Are you, you're a helper. You're helping your work. You're helping your, the elders. You're helping your family and the community. You're a mother of two and you're a helper at home. You're a mother of two and you're a helper. I don't think the ladies got that. I said a helper, not drag, not stomp down, not make you feel that you're nothing, not put you behind. You are a helper. 
God was so clever that he didn't take the woman out of the foot. He was so clever that he didn't take her out of the because you will sit on her. You will make her feel that she's nothing. He took woman out of the because she is a helper. Let's say that again. She is a when you help someone, do you help them like that? You help carry them. Do you see when a, a husband and a wife walks together, they hold hands and they're walking. Yeah, they're walking because they're proud. Full check, you're proud of Susanna. You walk with her. You don't push her. You don't stomp her aside because God found it good. I'm getting somewhere. Now, where are we at? We are at Adam and Eve. God gave the helper. Adam said, let me, let's get to that scripture. Bone knows my bones. Genesis 2, verses 23. Now, God made this woman from the side. Adam is like hype. He's like, yes, I got this. He's, Adam said in Genesis 2, verses 23. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So you are the same. You are not beneath. You are together. However, Miss Eve wander off in the garden and some slippery, slimy, conniving snake whispers in the ears. Who do you think you are? I'm going to show you I got something better for you. You shall not die. He just wants you to be under his foot. That's God he's talking about. Be careful who's whispering in your ears. Be careful who's giving you conversation. Be careful who you're entertaining. Be careful who you're mixing with. Because you end up like this. Remember Adam says, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Now God is looking for them in the midst of the day. He's looking, he's looking, he's looking. Is he next to Sylvia? No, he's looking. And guess what he says? Adam, we are thou. What did you do? The woman, the woman you give me. So he no, no longer wants a part of it. It's the woman you give me. Eve, what did you do? The serpent. So it's blame game. So guess what happens? 
The serpent can't say he didn't do it because there's no one else to blame. So what did God do? He cursed the serpent. Not only did he curse the serpent, that day, Eve's world came crashing down. The serpent deceived her with his crafty and shifty ways, reparating the words that God told her husband, because the husband was supposed to give those strict words to her. Eve let the serpent whisper disobedience, and she followed, and she took action in her own hands. Women, be careful how we take action. Always consult with God. I know sometimes God give us a little extra wisdom, because some, for some reason men don't see what is in front of them it could be the tie it could be the shoe it could be the socks it will be where did you where's that tie it's right in front of you i know it's in every household not just my household <laughs> sorry husband i love you <laughs> so now She's dis she disobeyed God and she didn't listen and she listened to the serpent, yeah? And she took that fruit, whatever the fruit was, I don't know. I even tell my class downstairs, I don't know what the fruit is. What I know is, is something that you shouldn't have touched. And that fruit, it had life. It opened their eyes. They noticed that they were um, naked. Before they didn't know they were naked. It was such a free happy walking around and having all these things around us but then you see when the enemy comes in your heart he destroys the genesis he destroys what is supposed to be my topic is really not about adam and eve but i'm it's from the beginning so the blame game went on as Adam stated, it's the woman. As the woman stated, it's the serpent. And the serpent, he had nothing else to say, but he was cursed. But God didn't leave man and woman defeated. He said, the woman will bruise the head of the offsprings. So anything that is coming your way, God still put power back into you. Did you hear that? You may have ups, you may have downs. You may have heartaches at work. You may have heartaches with the children. You may have a really harsh time that no one knows about, but he's given you a weapon now. You can't blame Adam anymore, woman. Woman, we cannot blame our husbands anymore. So stop telling each other it was my husband i have a very wise woman in my life well two my birth mother and my mom that god has given me through marriage she's taught me so much she always say to me 
Now you make sure you do this way, this way. She never takes sides. That's the kind of mother you want in your corner that is not going to pull you apart, but build you up. The woman God said is greatly multiplied in childbirth. That was her potion because she disobeyed. You know your childbirth. You know the contractions. You know all of that, what happened. That was because of this lady up here. Not these ladies, the one with the fruit. And to man, he told you, you will work of the sweat of the brow. You can't stand going to work on that day. Sometimes you're so tired. That's in Genesis 3, verses 20. I am actually telling you from the Bible, not just from my lips. The man named his wife. Did you know it wasn't God that named Eve? Did you know that? It was Adam that called his wife Eve. And you know what Eve means? Mother of life. So this dead situation became a mother of life. Because God is always there trying to clean up our mess. That is about Adam and Eve. Our next mother... I'm just checking the time. Our next mother is Elizabeth. That's John the Baptist's mom. Her son, John the Baptist, helped pave the way for Jesus. You can find that in Luke chapter 1, verses 34. The chapter speaks about John the Baptist, the birth, and his parents. His father, Zacharias. And it was a high priest. And Elizabeth, his mother, a descendant of Aaron, the high priest. Those are some big rollies. You know how you have some people and they're like big, big. Yes, I'm kind of, I told you quirky. I come quirky. I'm not that kind of person that is up there that says, Thou said the Lord. I am quirky. So we have some big rollers. So you imagine, you know, the big, the big top men. Yeah. So you have Elizabeth come from the descendants of Aaron. Here's a mother again. And you have the husband that is a high priest. Now, Elizabeth had no children in her old age. Zacharias, obvious, is the husband, but he's doing God's work and God's will. Now, God... Remember the genesis of this fall from before? Now, God, remember I said in him, he has everything. So he already found a solution before the serpent even whispered. So he now bruised the head and he brought forth two women. So these two women are Elizabeth and Mary. I'm going to step away from my notes. So Elizabeth is representation of the new beginning of what God is going to do. Mary is the representation of the Christ to come. These two women 
our cousins because God needed to fix and he's still trying and he's still on the work of bringing us back to him through the generation. So Mary now, she, an angel came to Elizabeth and also came to Zacharias and said, you'll have a son. They doubted. The, the husband became very, he couldn't talk anymore. He only, were, he only talked when the son actually was born. And he said the name, John. John had power behind him. So much power that when Mary, her cousin, met, the baby inside leapt. Do you know, mothers, I said it to you last year, there's so much power that you have bring forth on this earth. The man has planted the seed in you. The seed belongs to God. These two ladies, representation of them, had an offspring in them, but for a future. Are you with me? Are, 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 we, are we walking the same way? So Mary now and Elizabeth. So John the Baptist played the way. Mary, which is Jesus's mother, he is the way. So you have the paver and you have the way. You need a paver. You need someone to push through. Mothers, you can't do it on your own. I think Lou said you need a what? A, a, a village to raise a family. So mothers, go to a next mother and, and talk and pray and strengthen each other. Yes? It will be a very good thing. Now, I'm not going to read everything because my time is going down. I wish I could have. I'm just going to speak to you about the sound of joy for a mother. What sound do you think that is? Is it the cry? That is the sound of a mother? Or there's something before that? The song of the joy of a mother. Listen to the sound. When a mother goes to the doctor, and they get that scan. That heartbeat puts so much joy in that concerns mom's head. Because it means new life. It means that the serpent's head is crushed. There is a chance again for a new generation. Amen. You like it, husband? They didn't say amen. I must say it again. 
When you hear that beat, it is of new life and new beginning. Motherhood is not just a name, it's a destiny, it's a change. Some mothers, they will give grandparents, they will give everyone a chance to do, to check those photos. They become joyful, they show it off to their best friends, and everyone is excited, and we cry and we laugh. But then reality kicks in. And that reality is that you now have a child in the house. You have situations. Mothers become people that solve problems. No one teaches you what to do or how to do it. No one gives you a handbook or a manual, Yvette, how to raise your son is just something God deposit in you. Husband will be at work and you're with the girls and you are stressed and you just need that one little breath just to be you and no one understands. You have teenagers and that's chaotic because now they become the boss the know-it-all, you don't do it that way, you don't put it that way, I don't dress that way, then it's all this chaos and this pain. Because, and all you're thinking, mothers, is that heartbeat. Ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. Because your love is unconditional, mothers. It's very unconditional. I will say today, Greet a mother, hug them. They have tears too. They spend all their life wiping your tears, but sometimes you never realize that they have tears too. They need self-care. They need the spa, not just on Mother's Day. They need a break. Cook a meal for them. Give them a special note. Back in the days, they put notes on your lunchbox. You can do the same. Give them a quick kiss and hug. You'll see that would make their day. You will see a mother when their child kissed them is like their world has just melted. Yes, mothers? Husbands? Just don't walk in the house and think, what did she do all day? Why is she still in that jogging pants, smelly, and here looks razzy-dazzy? She can't be a Beyonce-looking woman every day. Because why? She either have one to the hip, she's cooking, she's cleaning, she's making sure your socks is in front of you and you still don't see it. She's making sure the meals are right. She's making sure that everything is right, but she forgets her. And then when everyone goes to sleep, they end up with a cry. They end up with sadness and they start that day all over again. 
unity in a family is very important because God did it in Genesis. He made woman from the rib and she called and he called her a helpmate. So unity means helpmate, not that's the woman's job and she can't do anything else but that. And women, your job is not to go off and do your own thing and don't consult with your husband because then you'll end up like our lady Eve. It takes a generation to raise up a family. Mothers, birth mothers, single mothers, grandmothers, foster care mothers, surrogate mothers, stepmothers, aunties that raise children to be mothers, and best of all, your best friend that becomes a mother to your children. It takes a whole team to raise these young children. I will say, ladies, encourage each other. Give each other a hand and like they did today, encourage each other. A mother's joy is just like Malou said, mommy, I love you, a kiss. Husbands comes in, hugs and greet. Their joy is different because sometimes their minds wander off and they're thinking they're not good enough. They're thinking that all I can do is just raise a bunch of children and there's nothing to my name. But really and truly, what God is saying, I have picked you to be a mother. I chose you to be a mother because I found favor in you. Just like Mary, just like Elizabeth, there's a generation built within you that will shake this world, that will tear it down as long as you stand on the promised rock of God. Um, I will end and I will say, mothers and parents, do not hurt your children future by rejection by rebellious, by self-doubt in them. Lift them up and give them to the Father. Put God first and all these things will be added onto you. His mercies are still there. His grace is sufficient and he wants you to be with him. My question for you for the week would be, if Adam called his wife named Eve because she was a mother of the living, what are you going to your children? Are you going to let them live? Are you going to give them the right instructions of what God asks you to do? Why were you created and what are your responsibilities as a mother, as a wife, as a woman, as a person? The second one is then what will you responds to what is your message that God has given to you for your family as a mother for this generation 
so that we all can rise up with God when he meets us. Mother's Day, we love you. We love Hello you. again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.